Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode of the All Angels podcast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sportstring is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They are here to help us grow and hate your favorite team. A rising tide floats all boats, so go check them out online and on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. Spelled like Sportstring without the vowels. Got it, got it, got it! 33! Center field, Marsh leaps, and he got it! Is it normally? High fly ball, deep left field, oh, 27! Does it again! For this year. Wall sends it well out to left center field! And it's gone! He went to Gary! This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels baseball. You listen to All Angels Podcasts. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Garcia. And on this edition of the All Angels Podcast is a special edition. I went on our Instagram live at Halo underscore Haven and Talk to a lot of the fans, talk to a lot of you guys out there that had questions about that first month of the season, whether it be Joe Adele, you know, Taylor Ward, where this team is right now, how serious is it, surprises, all that stuff. So definitely give it a listen. I want to see more and more people involved. We had a good amount of people there, but we can always do more. Uh, make sure you follow us at Halo underscore Haven on Instagram. We'll be doing this more and more on during the season. And even too, hopefully maybe we'll be able to get you guys on there with your voices and you can ask questions because I know sometimes when questions are asked, you're limited to how fast you can type. And by the time you get done typing, there might be a chance that I've moved on from that question. So look for that, but we hope to be doing this more and more as the season progresses. And probably at the end of every month, we'll have kind of a special uh, edition where we can kind of review the month and also just take your questions. This one was more of a question and surprises of the first month of the season. So I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. So welcome to the Instagram Q and a, I am Dan Garcia, of course, of Halo Haven and all angels podcast. The month of April is op- is over. We're a couple games into May. Now, I think some people have a better idea of what this team is or who certain players are on this team. So we will, answer some questions on our Instagram. And then too, if you're in the chat and you have questions, um, go ahead and put it um, in the comment section, but I will be answering some of the questions that have popped up throughout the day from our story. So first question, and a lot of these questions too are, uh, a lot of them are the same about the same kind of either, how good is this team about certain players? So. If I don't get to yours specifically, I'm going to try to get each topic, if that makes sense. So there's a couple about War, a couple about Joe, a couple about Joe Madden, some about, you know, obviously where the team is at. So we will definitely try to dive into all of that here. But like I mentioned before, if you have questions or anything like that, go ahead and leave them in the comments or the com- or the question section in this Instagram live. So I'm going to start out with uh, this question. And as we know, Jose Suarez got optioned to AAA at the end of the Saturday start. So long-term, this question goes long-term. This uh, Suarez spots get filled by a AAA player or a trade acquisition. I think 
in this scenario with Suarez being out, I don't necessarily think he's going to be out for a long period of time. Joe Madden said at the end of that game that there is stuff that he needs to work on, but he does like Jose Suarez. He likes what he does. He likes his stuff and he likes who he is. So right now, short term, I think Jaime Barea is the easy uh, filler for Suarez's spot just because he's a starter. He can give you innings and they line up at the same time. So, you know, Suarez pitched and then they had that rain delay and then Jaime came out and finished out the game. So the day that Suarez pitched is also the day Jaime pitched. So if Berea was going to be that next, that starter, the rest would all be the same. So as far as like long-term, I I don't know about long-term because there's some trade questions. We'll get to that later. I'm not sure what they're going to do long-term. There's a couple people that could be popping up by then in the minors, whether it's Jansen Junk, whether it's Griffin Canning, whether it's, you know, some other guys. Um, we'll see how that plays long-term. And when I mean long-term, I'm talking about July and after. But as of right now, in the month of May, the month of June, I think they're going to probably go with Beret, at least give him a shot, maybe a couple of stars to see how he does. But then after that, maybe they go back to Suarez if he seems to be really um, clicking down in AAA. Uh, Jonathan, uh, or the Jonathan Diaz, I'm probably uh, messing up his name, but he had a really good outing in um, AAA a couple weeks ago or a couple days ago. So you have to hope now that that is repeatable for the foreseeable future. And if he is, then he could be in the mix too. So as of right now, Suarez's spots I feel is going to be filled by uh, Jaime Berea and. We'll see how that goes. If Berea gets on a little roll, then I think Madden stays with him because it's the hot hand. I do think that sixth spot in the rotation, which I think is that Suarez slash Jaime slash whoever spot in, in the rotation, I think that one's going to be very much played by the hot hand who is doing well, who has been doing well. I think everyone else in this rotation is kind of solidified. You look at uh, obviously Otani, Noe, Lorenzen's been a really, really good surprise Sandoval, um, even though he had a rough first inning today, and uh, Detmers. I think those five guys are pretty much locks unless injury or something crazy happens. So that sixth spot is where I think you'll see a lot of rotation, and I think right now Berea will be in that uh, rotation for sure. Going to a another question, and we've had this kind of question where it, it has to do with, obviously, Taylor Ward being a huge factor in – the um, season so far, very surprising for a lot of people. Do you think Ward can keep this consistency all year? Now, do I think he's going to be like the second best offensive player on the Angels all year long? Probably not. But if he can be anywhere close to that, it'll be a great boost for the Angels. I think the Angels still will only go as far as offensively as Trout, uh, Otani and Rendon carry them. I think those three need to be the top three guys. Rendon has been struggling, but there's a couple things with Rendon. One, he is notoriously a slow starter. Number two, he has come out and said that he, during his after his hip surgery, which this makes complete sense, and I'm surprised I didn't think about it, but after his hip surgery, he couldn't do a lot of the lower leg stuff, whether it be working out, keeping him in you know condition. Uh, taking grounder something as simple as that for a while and with the short spring training he did, wasn't able to really fully get his legs underneath him literally so i think with rendon it is going to take a little bit more time than normal for him to get going like i mentioned after the surgery there wasn't time really for him to rehab and then boom get into spring training so we have to wait for him to get his leg strength and leg conditioning i think underneath him i think that will help his defensive uh, out there on, on the defense side and obviously his offensive side. He does, he has been showing glimpses of brilliance all year long. So, going back to the question with Ward, I am only worried about Ward's consistency all year long because if you look at his, his games played in the majors, his career high is only 65 games, and that was in 2001. So, we are going to have to wait and see if, if he hits a wall. If you remember, uh, Walsh last year, he had a great first half, got him to the all-star game, but then after the all-star game, after in the second half, he did kind of hit a little bit of a wall. So you're going to have to kind of see that with Taylor Ward. Does he hit a wall? Does he body kind of slow down a little bit after playing so many 
games that he's just not used to. Again, career high, 65 games. That was last year in 2001, so or 2021. So we'll have to see how that plays out. But that's the only thing that I'm worried about with Ward is that he hasn't played a full season or even half a season yet. And right now, the way he's going, getting everyday reps, that's going to be really interesting. So I'm getting a lot of questions on here and obviously a lot of questions um, throughout the day about Joe Adele, Brandon Marsh, that kind of that kind of thing. So here's here's what I think is going to happen with the whole outfield position. And this kind of also ties into Taylor Ward coming into this season. Um, I think it was obvious to a lot of people that when Upton got DFA'd, it was going to be a three man race for that those two spots between Marsh, Adele, and Ward. Ward obviously being the biggest surprise, I think, of the season with the Angels has kind of put a hindrance on Joe and Joe's performance. You know, so I think Joe right now is the odd man out. And obviously there is a lot of issues with him defensively. There even There is even a little issues with him offensively. And this is where I don't know what's best for necessarily Joe and his development. Because I don't know during the season, how do you get better without getting everyday reps? Granted, there's like BP. Granted, there's taking fly balls during BP and all that stuff. But like anyone who's played any sport at all, there is a huge difference between practice and game. You can go out there and kill it in practice, but it's a whole different speed, a whole different kind of mentality when the game starts. So I don't know what the Angels would do with Joe. I think ideally hope coming into the season, they were hoping to get him more at-bats, more playing time, more opportunities out there to prove himself. But because of Taylor Ward doing so well and making him making himself absolutely expend, like he cannot be taken out of this lineup. He is one of those guys that... Um, has to play every day or close to every day. Ward's made himself that way, and that's great for Ward, but that's going to hurt Joe's development because I think you look at Joe and Brandon, it is obvious who is maybe a step ahead, and I think that's Brandon. And part of it, even though Brandon struggled today or this series with his offense, you can definitely tell defensively Brandon is probably two steps above Joe right now, and that's why I think Brandon is definitely getting more of the everyday reps than than Joe. But then the question comes in, what do you do with Joe? Do you send him down to AAA so he gets those everyday reps? What do you do with Joe? Because, you know, you could put him down in AAA for him to get everyday reps, but then the Angels don't have a fourth outfielder, a legit fourth outfielder. You can put Rojas, you could put Taylor Wade out there, um, and I guess they would be okay, but... As a fourth outfielder, the Angels wouldn't have a legit fourth outfielder, and Brand or Joe gives them a fourth outfielder. But we'll have to see how that plays out. I, I honestly think stuff with Joe, and you see it, he's a very kind of streaky guy. When he's going and he has the confidence, he looks really good out there. And when he doesn't and he's sporadically played, he gets in slumps like this. So I think what fixes Joe is him playing more often, but... I don't think he would I don't think his play to this point has had him gives him the merit to do so if that makes sense. You know, maybe going sending Joe down to AAA is what's best for him right now. And like kind of going back to what we've said before, if Taylor Ward slows down or hits a wall, you know, it's going to be good to have someone like a Joe Adele, you know, in in the lineup to kind of give him a break. You know, obviously, Taylor Ward offensively has been killing the team. He's not super great defensively. He is getting better defensively. But obviously, what's been kind of keeping him in this lineup is his offense. And hopefully, the offense can continue to go. But like I said before, his career high in games played is only 65. And right now, the Angels are at, uh, what, 20-something games. So he's almost halfway to his career high. And he will be if he plays every day, you know, it finishes out this month. So... We'll see how that plays out, and we'll see how Ward continues to, I don't know, develop or, or just kind of maintain. And, and kind of talking about Ward, because I know he's a very popular topic right now. Game, this game, baseball, is about, about 
making adjustments. Obviously, Ward made a adjustment in the offseason, and it's absolutely paying off from it, whether it's his batting mechanics or whether it's what he's looking for or being able to go the opposite way. I don't know what exactly he did in the offseason, but this is a totally different Ward than in years past. Now that he's able to play and get a get out there for a lot of games, I want to see how teams around him or other opposing teams change their pitching to him. Do they find a hole in his swing and they exploit that? And then it's going to be on Ward to make another adjustment. So we'll have to see how that plays out again. It's super early in this game. It is super early to to sit here and say anybody, you know, Ward, uh, Trout, any of those guys that what they're doing is going to last the whole year. I do feel better about Trout doing it all year long because he's done it before. But with Ward, it's going to be interesting to see because he has not played that long in the outfield and he is just, you know, he hasn't had a lot of time. And we'll see how the body reacts on um, as the season goes on in July and August and September. Does he break down? That's what I'm really interested to see. And only time will tell. Hopefully he doesn't because if he can be a legit three or four guy in the lineup and produce like that, then it's it, this team is going to be a, a, a real, real uh, competitive team. Uh, going back on some of the comments here on Instagram, and again, you can always follow us on Instagram at Halo underscore Haven. I hope to be doing more and more of these as the season goes on. Uh, Ward has been making plays in right field. He's been making the basic plays. I wouldn't necessarily say he's been making the all the plays, um, he has been making the basic plays, which is more than Joe has done. And we've seen that the last couple of days, but to sit here and say that Ward is like close to a gold glove outfielder, I think it's kind of naive and kind of caught up in the, in the excitement of it. He's not that near that at all. Um, but he is making the basic plays. He is making the traditional plays, which you need to do. And we'll, you know, he does have a good arm because of his time as a catcher. But as far as fielding the ball and all that stuff, he does make the basic plays. He does make uh, the plays you're supposed to make. And I think as a right fielder, that's exactly what you want. But to sit here and say that he's been, you know, being a great outfielder or golden glove or anything like that, I think is way um, missing the mark. But we'll see what happens this year. But like I said, as long as he's making the regular ones, the regular plays that you should be making, I think the Angels are perfectly fine with that. Uh, Ward at least looks way better defensively out there than he does. He does have a can. Yeah, he does have a really good. He does have a really good arm. Like I said, as a catcher, he he kind of came up with that arm. Uh, Joe's bats aren't terrible, uh, but he's got to got to work on the D. Why isn't he in right field? I feel like as a fan, I can see uh, he has a misstep at left. And I think the reason why they put Joe in left field is because Ward probably doesn't feel comfortable enough to go anywhere else. Um, Ward has, I believe he has played a little bit of left field. Yeah. He played a little bit of left field last year, uh, but it definitely seems like Ward is way more comfortable playing right. So they tend to keep him that there and move Joe to left. Now, if the roles were switched and reversed, I don't, would, would Joe be fine? And, and would, uh, Ward be struggling? I don't know, but it does seem like Ward has definitely found a comfort spot in right field. Um, thoughts on Madden pulling pitchers early? Uh, yeah, I think I think it's frustrating only because you have this great bullpen and you don't want to use them all up now. I've mentioned this at the beginning of the year when we kind of did the preview podcast is that it's great to have this bullpen right now. It's absolutely one of the best bullpens in baseball. My only fear is that if some of these starters can't go deeper into games, and when I say deeper, I'm not looking for like Lorenzen where he just went eight and a third. That's great. But I'm talking about getting out of the fifth inning, getting to the sixth inning, maybe even to the seventh inning. If if they can get more pitchers to do that, I'm worried of definitely about this bullpen just wearing down. It, it being normal. It being you know, something that happens to a lot of bullpens where you use them and use them and use them. And then when you definitely need them in, you know, September or fingers crossed October, they're, they have a bunch of innings on their arms. So I love that our bullpen is so strong. I hope Madden kind of gives guys as the season goes starters a little longer of a leash to save those guys in the back end. Now, if it's a one run game, two run game, and it's close, then I can definitely see that. But I liked what he did with Lorenzen. You had a six run lead. Go ahead and let him finish it out. But 
you know, obviously that was super close to, to, to falling apart, but I think he made the right decision, letting Lorenzen go out there and start. I might have pulled him after the second base hit before he gave up the double, but at least he's starting to do it a little bit, a little bit more. Uh, when will Stassi get consistent starts? I feel that every other game ruins any type of hot streak to get started. Yeah, the catching position is really weird because Madden came out earlier this year and said that Stassi was going to do the majority of the catching. Maybe it's the first couple months thing. I know right now with the Angels being in the middle of a 20-day straight game streak, like a game every single day for 20 days, the idea of keeping him fresh, keeping him um, his knees uh, fresh for the long haul, I guess, I, I like it. But I hope once the season gets going and they get more off days, like once a week kind of stuff, you'll start seeing Stassi go three or four days in a row. And then you see uh, Suzuki maybe, you know, the day game after a night game kind of deal. But, yeah, I definitely think Stassi needs to get more at-bats consistently. Hopefully that happens within the next month. Maybe Madden just thinks it's – maybe it's just Madden thinking that he he needs more time because of the short spring training. I'm not I'm not sure when Myers getting sent down. Myers might not ever get sent down unless it gets really bad. I believe he's one of those guys out of options. So if he gets sent down, I understand a lot of Angel fans don't like Myers or they don't understand why he's on the team, Myers. But he is good enough to be on another team. So you risk the you risk you risk the 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 opportunity for him to be sent down and get claimed and he's gone and for nothing. So Unless Myers absolutely dies off a cliff, I don't see him being sent down. You know, obviously you're going to have to use him in certain situations, but I don't see Myers getting sent down because you're going to have to, uh, he's out of options. And I believe he's good enough to get picked up on another team. So there's a very good chance that he finishes the season out with the Angels main roster and you don't see him being sent down at all. You didn't watch him against Cleveland because he had he made amazing plays. I again amazing plays. I guess that's kind of subjective. I saw him make the basic plays. I see him, you know, when you make a a, a great play, quote unquote, great play. Is it because your first step was bad and you had to recover, or was it because you just made a great play? Just because the out the ending of it looked great, that doesn't necessarily mean the whole play was great. Did, was where was your steps? Was it? Did you, did you make the right read off the ball? Did you have a good, you know, uh, route to the ball? I just don't see him closing. I mean, he's not the fastest guy. He has good speed. I mean, don't get me wrong. Ward has really good speed, but he's not like super fast, if that makes sense. He's a very respectable outfielder. I'm not saying he doesn't belong out there, but I'm just saying he's not going to win a golden glo- golden glove. I mean, Trout hasn't even won a golden glove. So, you know, obviously there is stuff to fix on offense. I'm not saying he should be out or anything like that, but he's okay. He's an okay average outfielder. I don't think you would find anyone that does defensive metrics to say otherwise. Uh, Have you heard of any of the 20 plus rookie pitchers we drafted as far as doing well or potentially getting called up? I don't know if any of those guys are potentially going to get called up this year. Um, I know obviously Bachman was the biggest guy that people were hoping for to get called up this year, but he just started pitching for double a maybe last week. He got shut down at the beginning of the season with back spasms. So he is like the guy that would be more, most likely to get called up first by the end of this year. But with that setback, um, literally with back spasms, I'm not sure if you'll see it. One of those 20, 20 pitchers from last year be called up this year. Unless again, unless shit hits the fan and you absolutely need a pitcher so we'll see how that plays out what do you think about the walk to Seager with the bases loaded I Seager's not Bonds I'll put it that way Seager's not Bonds I just even with Bonds I guess has to be in the right situation Seager's not Bonds didn't understand it at all Um, of course they need uh, if the circumstances are right or needed I'm not sure what that was based on people gotta chill on the bottom of the lineup hitters I'd rather see of Velasquez's defense than worrying about him hitting 300. I, I honestly think the best way to go right now is Fletcher Velasquez in the middle infield. Velasquez has great defense. And yeah, the bottom of the lineup, you're probably going to hit Velasquez 8, Fletcher ninth for him to flip the, the lineup over. And that's fine. You know, you, you can, you're not, not going to miss anything with Taylor Wade. You're not going to miss anything with, you know, we'll see how long uh, Jack Mayfield is on, on the roster right now, even Duffy. But I just, I don't know. I don't feel like 
the middle infield, you can rotate those guys and you're not really going to miss anything. I like Velasquez. Obviously, he's the best defender uh, outside of Fletcher in that little rotation. I think he's better than Wade. I think he's better than Duffy. I think he's better than Mayfield. So if you're looking for a defensive middle infield, I think Velasquez and uh, Fletcher are definitely the way to go. I'd rather have Fletcher, Wade in the lineup than Squid. Again, it depends on what you want. Do you want offense? You want defense. Because if you want offense, then yeah, Wade is the guy. If you want defense, then I think obviously Velasquez is is the guy you want there. I never thought about what you said about Ward and Adele in the outfield. Uh, what does what's an what does a Thor extension look like? I don't know. I think it's still early. Obviously, he's 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 every outing that's been like what he's been doing is adding a little more money to the piggy bank. Um, if you were going to ask me at the beginning of the year, what's an extension, realistic extension, I would probably say like three years, um, maybe 15 per or something like that. But now with what he's done and if he continues to do it, you know, he might be in line for that fifth, that four or five year extension with close to $20 million, uh, $21 million uh, per year. So again, We'll see how Thor goes. And again, he's one of those guys too where you have to see how his season is going to progress. He's doing great now, but he hasn't pitched major innings in so long that he's going to be one of the guys that you hope that he's able to sustain it all year long. So that's why I don't think, even if an extension is thought about, I don't think the Angels get into serious talks about extending Thor until that towards the end of the year when they can kind of see how his season played out until you know, maybe late August, September. By then, they'll have an idea of like, okay, well, he's not fading. So they can really get a serious number out there to Thor and see if they can resign him. Aaron Loops shut down reliever. Absolutely. Um, let's see, bro. The first time, first starting pitching, the first, uh, this starting pitching is the first time in recent memory where five stars are going five plus regularly. We would always be in the pen by the fifth in past years. I wouldn't say regularly. I mean, you had Jose Suarez who couldn't get out of the fifth inning. Um, for all three of his starts, you had the Otani uh, start that he couldn't get out of the second inning in in in, in Texas. Uh, Lorenzen's second outing wasn't great in Texas. Also, Thor has been really good. Um, and then, so like I said, we'll see how this all plays out. Those are super early, and maybe that doesn't mean as much down the line. But like I said, you need to get more and more innings from these guys. Uh, let's see a package. Let's. So let's package him and Adele and Rahifo or or a pick for a starter. You can't uh, you can't trade picks, so that goes out of the window. It's not the NFL or NBA. Uh, baseball, you can't trade picks. Who is the new starting pitcher now that Jose got sent down? I talked about the beginning, so make sure you listen to the podcast. I'm going to post it so uh, tonight, so you'll have it tomorrow. Was Rosenberg a starter in the minors? I love to see him make his starter debut this Friday. I don't think he was a starter in in the minors. I could be wrong, but I do know they definitely look at him more as a long reliever type really, uh, out of the bullpen. I don't think the Angels really look at him as a starter. So we're trying to keep up. Let me go all the way to the bottom of these comments now. I'm sorry if I skip your comments. Hopefully, if I don't get to it, send them back again. Uh, is this stomach bug a COVID cover-up or any anyone legit getting a bug? No, it's a legit bug. It's a legit stomach bug. I, I talked to Rhett. I talked to a couple guys who are actually in the locker room. It's a legit stomach bug like anyone else. Um, you would hear COVID like with Duffy, how they put no uh, designation. They didn't say what it was for. He was on the uh, uh, IL and that is COVID. And two, a good way to see that it actually is a stomach bug or being sick is that when these guys get it, they're not going on the IL. With, with COVID, you can go on the COVID list and you can bring someone up because that thing is probably that process to get back after COVID is going to, it takes a bit. So you can't afford to just have a guy sit on the end of the bench. That's not eligible to play because he has COVID. So if they're quote unquote sick and they go on the IL, then yes, it's COVID. But if it's a stomach bug and they're only out for one or two days, it's not COVID. So that's a good way to know if it's COVID or an actual sickness. And the guys who have had, you know, the, the bug have only been missed two games at the most. I think, uh, Rendon missed one game. Brandon missed two games. Syndergaard's pitching Tuesday, so he kind of missed three games, but he was throwing a bullpen right after it. So he didn't necessarily miss a ton of time with the quote-unquote bug, uh, the stomach bug. Let me talk about our next sponsor, ColorCast. ColorCast is a live, audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and free to use. Talk to fans, athletes, 
and interact in real time, perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store. Create a profile and link your Twitter. That's all. Come with your spectacular takes. Let me talk about Athletic Greens real quick. I take Athletic Greens. It is something that I take every morning. And guess what? It's easy to drink, which for me, that's number one. It's not like all your other vitamin powders that have that real earthy taste to it. This is very easy to drink, which makes it easy for me to take every day. All it takes is a single scoop and water every day, cold water. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a full year supply for free with your first purchase. That's immune supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take your ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Talk about your hat a little bit, i.e. Uh, 66ers, obviously the, the single A affiliate of the minors. This was a, I believe it was like a 4th of July of a Fourth of July had a couple years ago because if you look on the inside, there's like the the stars and stripes and all that stuff and all that. So I got a couple years ago. I like the blue, I like the red, and I had to pick it up. But I think it was like a Fourth of July specialty had a couple years ago. So who's in charge of feeding these guys? They need uh, need to be fired. Yeah, I don't know if necessarily is that or if you get one guy that's sick uh, in a bus with a bunch of other guys. Or you have one or two guys sick and you put them in a plane with everybody. Um, I'm pretty sure that had a lot to do with it as well. Um, let's see what else. What happened to the Red Jerseys? I don't know. Maybe they're gone. Maybe they'll come back. Maybe uh, they're making room for the uh, City Connect jerseys that are coming out in June. I don't know, but that's a good question. I haven't seen a ton of Red Jerseys. Like two or three years ago, it seemed like they were wearing Red Jerseys like all the time. So I'm kind of glad that they're more you know, spread out and not so often. How do you think the series in Boston is going to go? How's it going to play out? Three games in Boston. Again, some of the pitching stuff is still kind of up in the air. The only one I believe we know for sure right now is pitching is Thor on uh, tomorrow on Tuesday. But the rest of the week, I think it is, yeah, TBD. So I don't know if Otani's going to get a start in one of those games, maybe Wednesday. I'm not sure, but I think that has a lot to do with it. But I, I don't see why they can't get two out of the three. Boston's pats are really cold. But at the same time, you see that they have guys. Like, they have guys. Like, Bogarts and Devers and J.D. Martinez. They have guys that can get out of slumps and get out of slumps fast. So, you're just hoping that the like, – kind of like with, with Chicago. You split with Chicago, you're happy with that because two and two, you split on the road, you win at home kind of deal. So, hopefully they're able to get into Boston and – um, and and at least take two or three. Weather will, I think, play a factor in one of these games this series. So you might be looking at a doubleheader on Sunday on um on Thursday, which will definitely hurt the Angels getting back to Anaheim for Friday. So we'll see how the weather. Hopefully, the weather kind of holds out and they're able to play a full game, full series with the days they're supposed to play. But if there's a rain out one the first two days, it's going to definitely, I think, affect the Angels going forward uh, when they come back home to play the Nationals. Uh, Adele is so raw with fielding and at the plate. The strikeout to walk ratio is alarming. Yeah, I think I think that's what I think raw is a very good word to describe Joe. I think in 2020 during the COVID season, I think bring him up didn't do him any favors. I would, but I understood that you had to get him some at bats because he wasn't getting legit at bats. Um, in in at the alternate site, last year he did fine. Last year he had I, th- I thought he played really good for the 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 times he played, and he got more and more at bats towards the end of the year. That this year you thought, yeah, put him in, let him play full time, let him develop more. But like I mentioned before, with Ward just absolutely taking off, you can't take him out of the lineup, and that's going to hurt Joe's development, and that's going to hurt Joe's, um, I believe standing with the team for now. Just until maybe Ward slows down a little bit and cools off, and then maybe you get Joe in there a little bit more. But as of right now, you can't afford to take Ward out of the lineup, and you definitely can't take 
uh, Brandon out of the lineup against righties. He's doing really well, even though he has struggled this last um, series against Chicago. But against righties, he's been doing really well, and you know his defense is always going to travel regardless if he gets in any kind of uh, slumps at all. Um, do you think the City Connect will be more of an OC or LA direction? I, I, I have a feeling they're going to be more of an OC direction. Um, I do think they're going to maybe play up the beach a little bit. I do feel like th- that would be the, the best way to go to kind of separate yourself from the Dodgers and Angels. Um, will they say OC on it? I'm not sure, but I think they'll have that kind of vibe on it. Um, I'm interested to see what it looks like. I'm interested to see what the hats um, look like and the jerseys look like. Uh, we'll see how that how that all plays out. But I think that's going to be June. Was it June 11th or June something? Um I'm interested to see how that all plays out. Um, if Boston isn't a playoff contender, how much would it? Uh, how much would it take to get Alexander? Ex- uh, since he looks like he isn't going to ex- Boston isn't going to extend him. I think that's a really good question. I was actually thinking about that today, listening to uh, some of the Boston talk about this last series, and they struggled. I definitely think they're going to want a haul. I definitely think they're going to want. Um, a young pitching prospect that is going to be like on the border. So you're talking about like uh, Bachman or Bachman. Okay. When we talk about prospects getting traded, Bachman, I believe is the only pitcher in the minor leagues right now that has significant value to get you a name like Bogarts or um, Castillo or any of those major pitchers that or players that you want. He's the only name in the angels minor league system right now. That's going to do that. It's going to, you know, make the other team kind of raise an eyebrow and be like, oh, okay, he's a good starting point, but what else do you got? So obviously in any one of these kind of trade talks, he's going to be like the main piece because as we all know, pitching is super valuable. And if you can get it young before they get, when they're like right on the border of making a debut and you have them for six years, that is a lot for teams to, to, um, to value. So it's going to be like him and maybe like two other B-level prospects, I wouldn't be surprised, but you're talking about maybe giving up an outfielder that you have high hopes for, maybe a middle infielder you have high hopes for, and obviously Bachman. And I think Bachman's going to be the center point in all of any kind of trade talks for any kind of major player. Uh, they need to take the rock formation out of the outfield and put <laughs> and put seats in. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't mind. I'm interested to see if that's if they do build a new stadium or if they do remodel this stadium, if that's going to be something that's that, that stays since for it being such a Disney product and being a Disney um, staple was when they put the rock fixture out there. Um, and it seems like already does tend to go further and further away from like the past. And I wonder when they do remodel the, the, the stadium or they put a new stadium out there, if that's going to be one of the things that also uh, bounces with it. Um, yeah, June 11th. That's why I thought June 11th is definitely the day they'll unveil the city connect, but I'm not sure when they'll actually play in them. Um, let's see. Uh, what's up with Velasquez? Velasquez has always had a very, very good glove throughout his whole career. His bats always been the issues why he hasn't played more in New York and other stops. Uh, can't put seats in the hitter's eye per yeah you can't put seats there you can put them above or to the side of it but yeah you can't really put it there but the rock fixture isn't the batter's eye obviously the rock fixture is to the if you're looking from home place to the left of the batter's eye so you technically you technically could take the rock fixture out and put seats there the batter's eye is that big grain area that's um between the seats and the rock formation so you can technically take the rock formation out and put seats there nice hat thank you uh, Fontana, uh, Fontana. I grew up in Ranchos, right next door to Fontana. I'm in Fontana all the time. Uh, love the golf course over there. Uh, the stadium is falling apart. Need a new one. I am a complete agreement with the new uh, needing a new stadium for sure. Um, let's see. This is again another question I had. Adele is not doing us any good. He's been up in part of three years and it's the same problems yeah the thing is though with joe is that like you mentioned it's parts of three years i doubt if i look up his um time spent with the angels that it even equals probably close to a full season with uh in the majors i'm looking at it right now career um he has played a total of 91 games so 
uh, he hasn't even played 100 games yet in three seasons. So obviously he's still super raw, super uh, young. He does need seasoning. And that's where I think this question is always hard. What do you do with them? Do you put them out there to get better? But then who do you take out of the of, of the outfield? All these guys in the outfield deserve to be out there. And you just can't take them out just because um, you need to see them develop. Because with this team that is you know, poised to do something in the playoffs or get to the playoffs, you can't afford to, to take him take anyone out of that outfield and, and possibly cost you games. So Joe is in a very tough predicament right now because of the fact that there's not a spot for him. There isn't. And maybe with Otani taking more days off, maybe you fix him in there and maybe you put him up against lefties and let Brandon have a day off. But other than that, like I don't know where Joe fits in. And it's unfortunate because he does have a lot of potential and a lot of raw power that if you can just find a way to harness it even if he is a high strikeout high home run guy you'll take that you'll take that you know batting six or seventh in the lineup and then hopefully that um like vision tool that being picky about pitches comes later in the seat later in his career but you definitely need him out there to do something uh, to develop and it's just hard to put him out there right now um with without a, a, a true true spot for him can he develop in triple a um, that's what that's what the Myers are for. Yeah, but like I mentioned before, who do you have in the outfield? Who's your fourth outfielder? Uh, I'm not, I'm not sold on. I don't think, you know, Rojas or Wade would be that much of a bump. I don't think, um, they would be that much better. I think they're streaky, just like Joe is offensively, defensively. How comfortable do you feel about putting a guy in the outfield that? hasn't played there a lot. I mean, you could, we'll see how, how, how that's going to go, but you just have to ask yourself who's going to be that fourth outfielder. And I just think they feel more comfortable with Joe there. That's why he's going to stay there. If they had like another legit veteran type of outfielder, like they've had in years past, that can be the fourth outfielder. I think then, yeah, you would be down at AAA, but I, they don't have that right now. Um, but you know, at a certain point, I think they are going to have to make a decision, but, with Ward playing the way he is, that decision is going to be for him to pick and pick and choose when he or pick and choose when he gets into the lineup. Walsh going to get some starts against lefties. I think he will now more so because Duffy's on the COVID IL. So obviously, you don't have a, a really a secondary option for first base. Uh, I'm trying to actually think who would be their backup first baseman right now if if Walsh went on the IL, and I don't necessarily think they have one on the Angels. They would have to call up, um, man, I was going to say Thice, but Thice isn't even really a um, first baseman anymore. He's been exclusively a catcher for the last season and a half. Maybe Rojas would be your first baseman. I don't know, but first baseman you're, is a position you typically try to get more power out of. But, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, they were fine with Ward, Otani, Trout, Rendon. Why did they go away from that? Marsh could be number two in the future. Still too young. Yeah, I think, I think Marsh benefits most – bottom of the lineup i think it's a joe just trying to tweak too much when he doesn't necessarily need to i do think joe sometimes just tries to be too smart he tries to change it up when necessarily you don't need to but um yeah i think that's joe i think that's joe a lot of times sad to say i'd rather have adele and triple a and have a veteran fourth outfit like fowler i think so too i think if fowler was on this team this year i think i think that would be an opportunity to have joe in the minor leagues but you don't have a reliable outfielder like fowler so that's why you're going to bring him up uh Adele is electric but electric needs to be more consistent. You know, you need to be able to make the basic plays and then yeah, boom, have a great diving catch or a great grand slam. But I think that the consistency needs to come first and all the flashy plays, uh home runs, all that stuff will come later. But you see what he can do when he I mean, he's turning doubles into like simple bit from simple base hits to doubles. So, he is something he does bring something to the team, but you just would love to see it more consistently. You would love to see it um polished up. And again, he's raw. And I think that's a very good way of putting talking about Joe Adele is that he's raw both offensively and defensively. Brandon offensively is raw. Defensively, I think he's already major league caliber can play center field without skipping a beat. Uh, they'll just end up picking, uh, they, they just, they'll just up the parking prices for, for San Francisco prices, 60 bucks. I will say this about angel stadium. They haven't, they haven't 
bumped up pricing for parking at all since you know since I've been driving. So that's a good thing. Maybe they keep it. I don't know, but yeah, a lot of stadiums out there do. They really jack up prices for that. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, you more surprised by Michael or Norris start uh, to the season? I am definitely more surprised about Michael Lorenzen start to the season. Um, you kind of always knew Syndergaard has done it before, so there was always that back of your mind, like, oh, what if he does it again? And he's still not back to 100% where he was pre-injury. But for Michael Lorenzen to be kind of a career bullpen guy with spot starts here and there to come out and do what he's done so far has surprised me. And I and for a guy that I thought was going to be in the bullpen maybe by July, it seems like he's definitely going to be one of those reliable starters for the Angels going into the season. So I, I am definitely more surprised by Michael Lorenzen because there wasn't a track history of it. You know, Syndergaard, you remember his past with New York. You're always thought in the back of my mind. Possibility, possibility, possibility. But we'll see how we'll see how this goes with both of those guys. And when their innings innings get up there, we'll see how they still perform. Would you say a three to four road trip away? Would you say a three to four road trip away to White Sox and Red Sox is is a oh three or four trip away to the White Sox would be a successful trip? Like I mentioned, split on the road, win at home. So with the White Sox, I'm cool with the split. With the Red Sox, it only being three games, yeah, you definitely need to win two out of the three. And you hope with Boston and him, um, Boston struggling, that you're able to get two out of the three. So if you do two out of three, you know, and you come back home and play, play against a a really down there Washington and you're able to sweep them, then, yeah, you're doing great. But like I said, split on the road, win at home. And I think that's if you do that, you'll be winning a lot more games and you'll be putting yourself in a really good position for the playoffs. Um, Otani's rhythm was his front foot is off at the plate. Yes, that was the biggest thing. Um, people have, like Gooby and them have been saying, even Langston has said that a little bit too about uh, Otani's rhythm. Worried about Iglesias after the game on Sunday? No, not worried. Those games happen. Those games pop up here and there. It's, it's a really, you know, it's a closing. The closing position is very hot and cold. Uh, Iglesias, we already know Iglesias doesn't necessarily perform the best when it's a non-save situation. Now, with being 6-2 with a guy on base, I think that was a save situation. Um, before before Tapera came in, I'm not 100% sure, but it does seem like, you know, with a big lead, Iglesias does kind of struggle with that. So hopefully that's something that he can kind of get over. Um, but we'll see how that played out because I still trust him. Three to two game, got to get three outs in the ninth inning. I'm still going to put him out there 10 out of 10 times unless he needs a day off. But I am not worried by that at all. I hate that MLB and Fox had us at five in the power rankings. They just need to keep the same energy when they that I don't like. I don't care about power rankings. I think power rankings are way overrated because it's such a small sample size. I don't give. I don't care about power rankings. I know a lot of people get caught up in, well, Fox did this or ESPN did that. I'll give you guys a little insight. They're not watching a lot of the games. They're just going by what they see and what they hear. A lot of those guys don't watch all the games, especially West Coast games. Power rankings are, I think, so, so unnecessary because it doesn't matter if you're in the top 10 of power rankings all year long. If you don't make the playoffs, it doesn't automatically mean you had a good season. So I think that stuff is 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 gone. Is is, is I don't even give it a peace of mind. Um, thoughts on, on Phil Nevin as the third base coach? He's going to be aggressive. Um, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. But when you hired Phil Nevin, you knew exactly what you were getting. There was no surprise there. He's not a guy that I'm like, oh, my God, look how aggressive he is. You, if you followed him from New York and stuff like that, you knew exactly what you were getting. Um, like I mentioned, you're, you're going to you're gonna benefit from that sometimes, and you're going to probably not benefit at times. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see looking back if anyone keeps track of, of stuff like that, of, of good sends or bad sends, if, if that comes out on the positive. I'll, I'll be really interested to see how that works out. I hope Bradley is back soon. Me too. He's a great guy in the back end of that 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 lineup, back end of that uh, lineup. Sorry, bullpen, and he could do a lot of good for the team with the bullpen. I've been loving the lineup and how it's changed to look more like an actual lineup. Let's see if it pans out. Yeah, I, you know the the lineup with Marsh batting second. I'm not a fan of. I I like the Ward, Trout, Otani, Rendon, Walsh, um, then then Brandon, Stassi, um, either Wade or. Velasquez and then Fletcher. I like that lineup. I think that lineup 
is a really, really good lineup, and and Ward seems to be hitting good wherever you put him. So yeah, put him same. The same thing I said about Otani being the leadoff beginning of the year is that if Otani's batting the way he was last year, his MVP level, yes, you want to have him up first because he's going to get more at bats. But now that he's struggling, I like the fact that you put your hottest batter up there in the leadoff spot to do the same thing, get more at bats because you want your best hitter or your hottest hitter to get up more. You want him to get up that fifth time with an opportunity to tie the game or to win the game. You know, you don't want that guy sitting in the fourth spot hoping that the three guys ahead of him get on base. So I like the ward in front. I like that he is definitely on fire. Um, is Canning coming back? Uh, I think I think at some point this season he is. He is still not yet thrown a full bullpen or a simulated game. He's he's pitched like 40 game, forty pitches and then 45 pitches, but not like a full-on bullpen, full-on like sim game. So you look at it this way with, with, with Canning. If they give him the green light to do like a full go, like back to normal tomorrow, you still have to do his quote-unquote his spring training. So that's going to take a month by itself. So you're already looking at the beginning of June. And after that, you're probably going to put him in AAA to see how he does with that. And so that's and build up his arm that way too. So that's probably taking you into July, mid-July. So if Ward or if yeah, if Canning does come back, I'm thinking you're going to see him sometime in late July, early August, if at all. But it'd be interesting to see how he development his development is because, like I mentioned, he still needs to go through his quote-unquote spring training, and whenever that is, you can definitely think that it's going to be like a month, whether it's a month with the bees and him getting like one start. And then going an inning and a, you know two innings, and then get another start going three innings and building up that way, or just out in the Arizona complex. It'll be interesting to see. But Canning is probably going to you know be on the team at some point this year, whether it's make a spot start, maybe it's a, a length guy in, in in the bullpen. I don't know, but I can definitely see him being with the team at some point later this year. Just I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on it until after mid mid July. Besides Wards, what's the key to uh, our early success in the start of the season? I think it's pitching. I think the starting pitching has done great. Otani, uh, Lorenzen, Syndergaard, Sandoval, back end of the bullpen, you know, Loop, uh, Iglesias. um, Those guys have been great. So, yeah, besides Ward, I think the pitching, which is weird to say, I think they have definitely carried this team. Who are the Angels' clutch clutch hitters right now? Well, I think if you're going to rank them, like maybe the top three, number one, I would definitely always pick Trout. I'm always going to pick Trout to go be the number one guy I want up in a situation. Number two right now is Ward. And number three, it's hard. I don't know if they have that third guy where I'm like, yeah, they need to be up right now coming up, or I feel comfortable with them at the plate. Maybe it's Rendon. He's probably not going to give you a home run, but maybe an extra base hit, maybe a, a base hit. Um, you know, depending on who's amount, if it's a righty, Walsh. If it's a lefty, not Walsh. Um, but, yeah, I think the first two spots are, are, are pretty clear. That third spot, ah, I'm not sure. I like Walsh against a righty, definitely against a lefty. You know, do you take Walsh against a lefty or Rendon against a lefty? Uh, I'll take Rendon against a lefty. And then if you flip it to the righty, I'll take Walsh against a righty and not Rendon against a righty. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see uh, who is more clutch as the season goes on. Um, Do you think they would send Adele down because of his fielding woes? I talked about that earlier in the live, so make sure you check out the podcast coming out tomorrow morning or later tonight, All Angels Podcast. Search it anywhere you get podcasts, uh, iOS, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, I think, too. Like, we're all over. It's it's anywhere you you listen to podcasts, we're there. So some of this stuff, um, if I skip it, it's probably because I, I talked about it earlier in the live stream, so definitely check it out. Um, what's harder to do f- uh, hit four home runs in a game or a perfect game? I want to say, I want to say this, it, the four home runs in a game have been done less than a perfect game. So I'm going to say that because you might only get three shots for home runs in a game because if the offense around you isn't contributing, you know, it's going to be a quick game. Um, you might only get four at bats. You got to be perfect four times, and you have such a small sample. Perfect game it would be cool too. But I believe if you look it up, four home run games have been done less than um, a perfect game. Um, Rendon is my eye hasn't proven himself since we picked him up. I don't think he's proven himself because he hasn't been healthy. Like I mentioned before, let's see what happens when he gets legs underneath him and he fully recovers from this hip injury and is able to actually work out. Why isn't Mike Sosha a coach in the MLB? I think he is too. 
uh, too old school for a lot of these guys that, that I think he wants to have his hand in everything. And then if you look how managers are now with the front office, managers are nothing but middle management. I think Madden's probably the last guy where he's trying to put his input on it. Everywhere else you're seeing managers, they manage the players' personalities and their um, attitudes, I guess. But as far as like managing who's on in what spot in the lineup, I think that is done by the uppers, the the GM and those guys. And I don't think Social would dig that at all. And I, don't, I think that's probably why. Um, keep up the great work. Thank you. Uh, what has surprised you the most this season so far? Again, I think it's pitching being consistently good at pitching right now. Granted, it hasn't been against great oppor- uh, great opponents all the time, but I think it's been it's been really good, and, and that's been surprising, especially in the starting pitching. Uh, Lorenzen's probably been the biggest surprise for me right now of the young season. So that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this Q&A. Thank you again. I hope we'll be doing it more on Instagram at Halo underscore Haven. If you guys came late, again, I'm going to put it out on the podcast. Look it up, All Angels Podcast. Subscribe there. Um, we'll be putting out more and more podcasts. Have a interview uh, with uh, uh, with Austin Warren's. I'm I'm spacing on her mind. It's getting late. Austin Warren's mother, um, Alana Hicks, coming out on the Friday before Mother's Day. That was a lot of fun. So I'm working on that. But uh, definitely check that out. That was fun to kind of get to know Austin and kind of get an idea of the mom's point of view about all the craziness that that happens with MLB. Uh, is this going to be like the 2020 season? I hope so. I don't know. I will say this. The Angels are built better for the playoffs than they are for the regular season. So the hard part for the Angels is getting there. But if they do get there, I think they'll have a very good shot. But like I mentioned, they are built way better for the playoffs than they are for the regular season. And hopefully they're able to get in the playoffs, even if it's sneaking in the back door with a wild card. But I do believe they are built better for uh, the playoffs than the regular season. And that's going to be the hard part. So we'll see how that plays out. So thank you again. Have a good night. And again, thank you everyone that watched and um, contributed to the podcast and the questions and all that stuff really really enjoy it i really enjoy interacting with everybody and hopefully like i mentioned before we'll start getting more people in there and honestly i I, if you have a question and it's you know maybe you don't you didn't get onto this podcast or this live, but you still have a question I didn't answer. Go ahead and email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com or just slide into the DMs. You know, it's, it's, it's very easy to do. We have the DMs open. If you want it answered on the podcast, just say, here's a question for the podcast uh, and we'll answer it. On the DMs, you know, if there's a question asked, there's a good chance we'll just talk to you right then and there. But if you want it, especially for the podcast, uh, definitely say so. It gives me a little more time, too, to think about the answers and give you a better answer. If I if I answer you right away, it's kind of off the top of my head, probably with, with not a ton of thinking behind it. But if you say it's for the podcast and you want to answer on the podcast, we'll definitely give it a serious thought. So. Hopefully we'll we'll do this more as the season and more and more questions come in because I always have fun doing it. So look out for some more podcasts this week. We'll have one after the Boston series, a three-game set against Boston, and then the Mother's Day special with Alana Hicks, the mother of Angels reliever Austin Warren. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you check that out. Make sure you subscribe and you so you don't miss a thing. And always follow us on our social media feed at uh, Halo underscore Haven, both on Twitter and on Instagram. Really enjoy, again, really enjoy the the companionship if you will the the talking back and forth there's a lot of fun especially especially when the team is playing as well as it is i'm your host daniel garcia and that's been another edition of the all angels podcast It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. 
There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.